Hi everyone, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Back to summer weather for today and tomorrow. Then we might have to deal with the remains of Hurricane Ida with rain late Wednesday and Thursday. On this Monday, it's sun clouds, hot and buggy. It'll be 85 to 90. Watch for afternoon showers and storms. Overnight, showers end and skies turn partly cloudy. It'll be 65 to 70. Tomorrow, sun clouds and warm. It'll be in the ED, slight chance of a late shower. Wednesday, cloudy. In the 70s, rain could arrive before dark. For WSMN 1590 and WSMN 95.3 FM Nashua, I'm Mark Resenthal. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets. From learning the skills to get your GED to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, August 30th, 2020. Um... 2021. <laughs> how did I forget? How did I skip like all of 2020 just like that? So um, I guess that must be just uh, wishful thinking because I actually, if we think back on it, 2020, well, let's just be honest, it wasn't really the most awesome year ever. We're probably all a little bit glad that, um, you know, that it's, that it's pretty much over with. So Anyway, I did want to uh, welcome you to the United Way Community Connection show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSMN 1590, well, 1590 a.m., 1595.3 f.m., as well as on um, uh, Facebook, on our Facebook page, um, United Way Nashua. A Facebook page as well as where else? Lots of other places. You can go online to wsmn.live and see the live feed there as well. So, or you can ask your smart speaker, play WSMN 1590 AM, and it'll do that as well. So, you, we are here today in the studio. I'm going to have some great guests on today. I'm very excited about that. We're going to have uh, friends from Nashua Police Athletic League in a little bit. That is. Uh, Sean Nelson and one of his great volunteers and board members, Joe Boston. They're going to talk a little bit about, amongst other things, besides all the great work that they're doing over at the Police Athletic League, they're also going to be talking a little bit about an upcoming event that they have, that they're planning a fundraiser. I believe it's Disc Golf, for those of you who are uh, aficionados. I I don't know. I think that's like Frisbee Golf. So um, we'll hear about that and uh, see what they're doing, which is pretty exciting. Um, then we're going to take a break after that, and we're going to come back with our friends from Waterford Upstart. Now, that's a program that has not been on the Community Connection show before. Waterford Upstart is 
part of the Greater Nashua Smart Start Coalition, which is our early childhood coalition in the community. And part of that program, the part of the coalition's work is to bring computer connectivity and software and resources to kids who are sort of four-year-olds, so preschool age. And Waterford Art Upstart is a great part of that program. So we'll learn a little bit about that. A little bit about our show. So each and every Monday morning, we are here talking with the nonprofits in our community organizations that are working day in and day out to make Greater Nashua a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. So um, there's a lot of different nonprofits in our community, hundreds and hundreds, in fact. Some are very small, teeny tiny little niche um, nonprofits that focus on just very one specific issue. Um, and then there are some that are very large nonprofits, like, you know, even the hospitals are both nonprofits. St. Joe's and Southern New Hampshire is, are, are both um, nonprofit organizations. And so they come in a wide variety of sizes and flavors. Um, our goal is to introduce you over time to each and every one of them that we can bring to the air. So every, every week um, we do this and we bring two nonprofits on. Um, and, uh, so what do you learn in the process? Well, a couple of things, really. Um, one of the things I like to think about is, um, I believe in my heart that each and every one of us, um, has as part of our human, um, psyche, the desire to help, the desire to be of assistance to another human being and when they have a need. And so, if somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, you know, my uncle Joe, my cousin Charlie, my brother, my sister, my friend, my neighbor have a specific need um, they're looking for some assistance on, and you've listened to this show, there's a good chance that over time you're going to be actually in a position to provide a direct resource, a direct referral to an organization that provides um, assistance or support directly in that area that they're talking about. And that's pretty awesome. That's a great feeling. I know that I've done that before and I really like doing that. Um, and I'm sure that you do as well. So that's one reason to listen in. The other is we have a community which is very giving. Um, a lot of people like to volunteer their time. A lot of people like to donate um, their financial resources, whatever they can. And nonprofits need both volunteers and donors to uh, continue in their missions. So by listening to the show, you're going to learn about what, what they do. And perhaps something will speak to your heart today. Perhaps you'll learn about the Police Athletic League, something they're doing. And, and, and in so doing, you'll, you'll say, hey, you know what, that's an organization I can really really get behind what they're doing. And you can come as a, involved as a volunteer or as a donor, something like that. So those are the reasons to listen to our show. And uh, we will have those interviews coming up and starting in about 10 minutes. But in the meanwhile, I did want to talk a little bit about sort of life such as it is. Um, I say this every week. Uh, the studio is right across from the um, evolving Nashua Performing Arts Center. It used to be Alex Shoe Store. I think we can all comfortably say it is no longer Alex Shoe Store. Alex Shoe Store was taken away and there's no sign at all other than those of us that remember buying shoes there. It is now actually emerging front, back from the ground um, like the mythical phoenix. It's coming back up from the ground. There are There's cement, there's pillars, there's all sorts of stuff that 
is starting to take place. There's even something that I got to say, I think it looks like it might be like the main stage. Although I think it's really weird that they would build the main stage like this early in the project, but it kind of juts out and I don't know, I haven't seen the floor plan, but maybe it is. But anyway, it's starting to take shape. And by next year, we're going to have in downtown Nashville, after many years of debate and back and forth and argumentation, because you know what, we're New Englanders and we like to argue about stuff. That's just what we do. Um, whether we really believe in what we're saying or not, we still like to argue about it. We'll, we're going to have the Performing Arts Center right here in downtown Nashua. And uh, you know what? Whether you are for it or were against it, I guess we're all going to find out how awesome it is and what it does for our revitalizing our downtown community. So pretty exciting stuff. Um, so go check, take a look. And there's a live webcam right on WSMN's um, website where you can see the, the progress. Hope you all had a great weekend. Um, yeah, so yesterday the weather was kind of cruddy. I uh, am, it was surprisingly bad and, um, but I didn't expect it to be that way. So my wife and I planned to go hiking. We went for a little hike, um, up in, um, uh, you know, one of the state parks, one of our beautiful state parks here in New Hampshire. I had planned out like, you know, a nice little six and a half, seven mile hike, um, wasn't, you know, not like a 4,000 footer or something, not, nothing too serious just to get out and stretch our legs a little bit. Um, it looked like it was going to, it was perfect temperatures. And I, I, I honestly, you couldn't make this up within 20 seconds of exiting the vehicle. It started to rain and I thought, well, it's just a little drizzle, a little go away, passing, passing shower, whatever. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And like a mile and a half into the into the hike, I, I started to think maybe it's not a passing shower. Maybe we're just going to get really wet. And it rained. I can't make this stuff up. The entire time we hiked for like two and a half hours, but it just got worse and worse. And then finally, when we got back to the car, within 20 seconds of getting back to the car, it stopped raining. Think about that. Somebody was not watching out for my um, my best interests. And I just, I'm going to say right up front, I think that was really very discouraging. So we had a nice little rainy hike. We were soaked and drenched through the bone, but you know what? That always beats like not going out for a hike. I think a bad hike always beats no hike. And I think that that same principle applies to scuba diving and sailing and anything else that you might do doing something that you enjoy always beats not doing that thing, even if the conditions aren't awesome. So anyway, that's what was, we did yesterday. Now it's a big day in our family. And I did want to just mention that because I think whatever, for posterity's sake, I'm going to, you know, a couple of years from now, maybe I'll listen to this radio show and say, Hey, that's where you are. So my daughter has been, um, well, she's been, what do they say, in her condition for nine months now. And, of course, you can imagine, since I said nine months, you can imagine what condition that is. So t- so today, right now, as we speak, my daughter is at the Elliott up in Manchester getting induced because she's um, they wanted to give birth a little bit early for our first grandchild. Now, my wife would say her baby um, – and I would say maybe it's our baby. And my daughter seems to think it's, it's uh, my daughter and son-in-law, John, seems to think it's their baby. But in any case, we're all getting a baby today. And that's a pretty darn exciting thing and scary in our family, too. You know, it's, it's uh, 
seems like just yesterday when I was holding this little creature that we created in our, in our, I was holding her in my arms down in Rhode Island at Women and Infants Hospital. It was like 1994. Well, it was actually, it wasn't like 1904. It actually was 1994. And, um, you know, today that little creature is, is making her own baby. And I'm just, somehow that just hasn't, doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, I, after the after today, I'm married to a grandma. You know, I you know I say that with all with all due respect to all grandmas out there. I, I never thought I was going to be married to a grandma. You know, this is a woman who I started dating. You know, back when we were teenagers, and I, for Pete's sakes, I threw the I threw the girl her 16th birthday party. So now she's going to be a grandma, and my baby's going to have a baby. And we're going to be um, Oma and Opa, as they've already started calling us, because we've got that little German thing going. And it just couldn't be a more exciting day in our family. And on top of all that, it, we've got the awesomeness of the COVID pandemic going on, which is just you know super thrilling. So that means I actually can't go to the hospital because um, they're only allowing two people in the room and two people in the hospital for the entirety of the stay. And, um, well, I'm sure you can imagine that in the, in the, in the prioritization of her husband, my son-in-law and her mama and me, I drew the short stick. I guess I would be probably totally useless in this whole process. Anyway, I'm really not a big fan of blood and gore and, you know, I can live without all that to be honest, and I'll just take care of the dogs and it'll be cool, but it's pretty exciting and a little bit scary. So to all of you grandparents out there, um, congratulations to you because um, I'm going to say congratulations to us. We're pretty darn excited. So I'm going to take a breather here. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection show. It is Monday, August 30th. Um, the last day of me not being a grandpa, um, amongst other things, it's today, you know, that to me is the most important thing, but that's, Hey, maybe there's something cool going on in your life too. And, uh, we're going to take a short break now. Our show is brought to you by the generosity of three of our awesome sponsors, which are fully promoted and embroidered me of Bedford and Nashua. They make screen printing t-shirts and embroidered polo shirts, um, promotional products do a fantastic job. Um, so uh, you can give them a call and thank them for supporting the Community Connection Show. We're also sponsored by Etchstone Properties, which is one of our community's premier builders and our longest sponsor. Um, so we're very grateful to Jaron Slattery and the whole Slattery gang over at Etchstone for their support. And last but not least, Franklin Savings Bank um, is our sponsor and they're up in Merrimack. Um, just by the Shaw's Plaza up there, by the Convenient MD in that area. And they've been a sponsor for about a year and a half now. We're very grateful to Andrew and his team at Franklin Savings Bank for helping to sponsor our show as well. They make it possible for us to come to the air each Monday and to introduce you to all the awesome nonprofits and all just the greatness that is in our community. So I will be back after they have a couple of words, and then we are going to continue on with the Community Connection Show with our first interviews with the National Police Athletic League, uh, this is Mike Affelberg, and we'll be right back. 
Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, right, headquarters. Boys, Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. The experts in American Medical Response offer these safety steps to assure that a fun afternoon at the pool stays fun. Important actions to take at the pool are watch your children at all times. Know the basics of life-saving, including CPR. Learn how to swim and teach your child how to swim and educate them on the basic water safety tips. Keep children away from pool drains, pipes, and other openings to avoid entrapments. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR Medics are here for you every hour of every day. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Dry eyes, cataracts, glaucoma, digital eye strain, spots and floaters, macular degeneration, Emergency eye care, glasses and contacts. The eye doctors at Focused Eye Care in Nashua are the first doctors you should see to bring all your eye care needs into focus. Focused Eye Care. Online at abettervision.com. See better. See the eye care professionals at Focused Eye Care. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, August 30th, 2021. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. And uh, we are joined in the studio today by my good friend who's been here many, 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 many numerous times, um, Sean Nelson. Sean is the executive director over the, the Nashua Police Athletic League. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, or we're just going to call him PAL, Nashua PAL. And we're going to talk a little bit about their organization, what they do, and also some upcoming events, which are really exciting. Sean, welcome to our show. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. Again. Good, good morning. Well, welcome to. It's been a while, hasn't I think it? This might only be my second time in this fine studio. You're only your second time. Well, maybe that's, third. That's okay. Well, you know, second times a second time is great. Third time's a charm. You know, it's all good. Um, and uh, we are so excited to have you here, though, today. Thank you. So, Police Athletic League. 
tell us just a little bit about so for the audience that doesn't know anything about pal i it's hard to imagine but i bet you there is somebody listening who doesn't know anything about pal so let's talk about it let's do it so pal for the folks that don't know anything in nashua pal the police athletic league is a nonprofit in town with a mission to connect cops and kids. So we do all kinds of things to achieve that success, to get cops and kids in the same area, in the same room, and playing together. Uh, Everything we do is around education, activity, and leadership. So education, tons of education programs, feeding young people with energy and excitement about their passions, Activity, lots of sports programs, and you'll see uh, sometimes outside your window here, young friends in pal shirts running around just doing community service and doing little cleanups here and there, but also riding the birds around. We did a team uh, team ride to try out this, the new scooters in town, and that was exciting and dangerous. Oh, that and- sounds... Um- I guess that sounds exciting and dangerous, I have to say. Nothing would scare me more, I think, than seeing a whole group of Nashua Pal kids being led by Sean Nelson down the highway. I'd be like, run, run, please get out of the way. Yeah, we do. This is what we do. Crazy things. We know what our kids are doing, so we tried to increase the safety measures. Uh, We got some... Some uh, the word on the street was that those things are dangerous. Those darn machines are dangerous. So we wanted to make sure that many of our kids want, knew how to do it safely. Scooters so. don't kill people. Kids from Pal kill people oh, on scooters. Are. <laughs> the scooters are alive and well. Yes, I'm just looking at one right now, and it is uh, it's ready for somebody to jump on it and just scoot right down the street at a that's high aw- pace of speed. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Now you guys also this past year did a huge man. I call it the Extreme Makeover Pal Edition over at the Pal Center, which is over on Ash Street, right? Yes, sir. 52 Ash Street, for all the listeners out there that ever want to learn more and uh, see more. We just went through a multi-million dollar renovation of the Pal Center. So this uh, that's the toughest area of our city where lots of gross things are happening and bad statistics. We have got the greatest kids and families ever. And so we got this unique opportunity with a group called Building on Hope. They choose one nonprofit every other year, and they chose PAL. And we raised a little bit of money, but nowhere near the value of that building, which is now over $2 million. And it is beautiful, shiny and new, and uh, technology and all the things that they, we've been dreaming about with our kids is happening uh, in that building now. And That's it's amazing. spectacular. And they deserve it. Yes, they do. They absolutely yeah. deserve it. And I've been over there and toured the place both before and after, and actually during. And have friends who participated in that project from the from the trades, um, who loved who loved working on the project and loved learning about your organization, um, and um, it was it's pretty great. And you have a boxing ring, yes. So let's talk about that. Are you a boxer, Sean? <clears throat> I am not. I uh, speaking of things that I've done on a limited basis, scooters is one limited basis. Boxing is another. I've only in my f- close to fifteen years with Pal only worked out in that gym twice and it's hard and sweaty and awesome yeah but that program starts at age 11 okay it's the only program that we have that has no age limit so the boxing gym is full every afternoon with uh, kids and adults we have a women's only class and two of our boxers actually just went pro they had their first pro fight this weekend so that was exciting to send them off and uh into their next chapter of boxing, but they'll always be around and, and a mentor to our younger kids. And that's the program. It's the If we do it right, as the kids move up for our program, they become the mentors for the younger folks, and they can speak the same language and have the same experiences and really 
that is when we know that we have done a good job when our 15 16 17 18 and all the way up uh, are, are taking the seven eight nine and ten year olds under their wing and teaching them how it is that's fantastic and and i i encourage anybody who's interested just go take a tour go take a look at the place absolutely and learn a little bit about it. i love this you know how you describe it connecting cops and kids um, you, you know, you do a lot of work with the with the police department, with with Chief Mike and his great crew over there. Um, something something people I know have asked me about. You, you aren't uh, are you are are you part of the police department? Great question, Mike. Thank you for that. No, we that are. That was not. a completely rhetorical question, where I, which I know the answer yes. to, but I know that you want to ask. We are not. We are not p- part of the police department. Many folks, if I get in front of a room and start saying I am Sean from Nashua Police Athletic League. They hear police and they assume that we're funded by tax dollars and that we're part of the police department. And we are not. We're a nonprofit just like all the rest of the nonprofits in town. We are fundraising through uh, many efforts, uh, events and donations, but also just stuff. People come to our center all the time and, hey, this time of year we're collecting lots of school supplies. So we are putting a good fight in for our kids and for our community and making everything stronger along the way. That's that's good for people to know because I know you don't receive like direct taxpayer dollars, right. and I think I appreciate you saying that, and also lots of volunteers. Yes. So let me ask you then this: I Joe Boston, who was going to be with us today, had to step out for a little family emergency, um, but um, he he had reached out originally to talk with me about disc golf. Now Joe is is Joe a board member? No. So Joe and I know each other through a few other. Things we have served on. Yeah, I do community. too. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So we've been giving away trees together and doing all kinds of stuff. So just a great volunteer who loves the Police Athletic League. And loves disc golf. And so what is disc <laughs> golf? Is that like golf or is that like, you know, discus or is that frisbee or what the heck is that? So if Joe was here, he would correct you on frisbee is a type of disc. Uh, Joe is very passionate and is connected to a community of folks that are excited about disc golf. And... For those folks that know what golf is, similar in that way that there's 18 holes. Are you a golfer? I own golf clubs. <laughs> we should introduce your clubs to my clubs and see if they know how to play the game. I enjoy a nice day out walking around with... I love it. You know, sometimes riding around the cart, but yeah. yeah. No. So this is similar in that way. that you walk. This is mostly the course that we're going to in Amherst is in the woods, and it is, you picture somewhere... 100, 200 yards away from where your tee is, is a cage that sits on the stand. And your object is to throw the disc into that cage. So just like regular golf, you count your strokes, uh, and there's different discs. There's longer ones. There's putter type. There's mid-range and everything in between. Folks, uh, I'm now learning so much about disc. But this event that we're having is our first time doing it. and It's a tournament. It is. So it's like a golf tournament. Yes. But you're doing a disc golf tournament. Disc golf tournament. Yeah, teams of four. It is a family event, so we will have teams of kids out there, but there are plenty of teams of adults that are signing up. We're about halfway there, so there's plenty of room for sponsors and plenty of room for golfers and anybody that wants to just learn about disc, come on out. We'll have some samples. You know, you could just sort of toss the disc and try it one time, and then maybe you feel inspired and you want to come and play that day. That's fantastic. When are you doing this, Sean? October 2nd. October 2nd. So that's awesome timing. That's like a week before the United Way Cornhole Tournament. Did Ooh, you know we're doing that? I didn't know this. So check it out. We're all doing stupid stuff these days. Cornhole <laughs> tournaments, disc golf tournaments. I'll I'll come play disc golf and embarrass myself, and you can come play corn. Are you good at cornhole? 
I've, I've played more cornhole than golf. Well, so I, I'll I'll take you up on that. We'll go. We'll... That's good. That's good. And you're still looking for sponsors. Yes, absolutely. Anybody that wants to come and fund, all the dollars go to uh, youth programming. So everything that we're doing in the community, it all takes money to do it. So we are uh, we have some goals to raise some money at this event. This is actually we just finished the concert in Holman Stadium, which went successfully. Yeah. Uh, we have disc golf coming up. We'll have a dinner that's happening in yeah. September, and then we're going to end the fundraising, I guess, season with uh, with a traditional golf. So disc golf and then regular golf all in the same sort of period of time. So it'll be a busy time for us, but a great time to meet new people. So anybody that is interested in any of that should come out, or they can go to nashvillepal.com slash events. That's all. That's that's really great. Um, send me a send me an event like a sponsorship packet. Maybe we can yeah. maybe we can help you out with the disc golf tournament. Sounds great. Um, all, all right, so that's pretty exciting stuff, and uh, it sounds fun. And I like about the disc golf tournament is nobody else seems to be doing this. I always love fundraisers that are unique. Like you know, please, please, <laughs> nobody come up with the idea of doing another five k. And I'm like, you guys are killing me. It's so boring, <laughs> right? This is for the five awesome. k community. They love that. I know, and I have nothing against <laughs> runners, but I have, I have, but I do have something against lack of creativity when it comes to like we need to try and do new things to get new people and more excitement. Right? Well, disc is low frills. I mean, low. Um, you don't need to have the skills of disc. You don't need to be a professional disc golfer to come out. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it. Similar cornhole, you can just come out and enjoy the nice day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. That's exactly right. Or, or like a golf tournament, you can go and you can just hate, absolutely hate every minute of it because you're terrible. Oh. But then have something to drink, you know, and it's all good again. Yes. Yeah. So the course out in Amherst, there's there's rumors of a, a Nashville course. Actually, I don't think it's a rumor anymore. I think it's official that it's happening. So we're going to get a disc golf course in Nashua. So we hope to next year have this in Nashua. But this year it'll be in Amherst. Yeah. And. I encourage everybody to come out. And so, what do you think about maybe we do a, like a, a a scooter drag race down Main Street? You guys have already <laughs> kind of laid the groundwork for that. What do you think? If you have not been on these birds, I would recommend you try one. They, if you have the need for speed, you can find that you can scratch that itch on the bird scooter. I think Tom. I think Tom Lopez rides these things too. I mean, he's yes, he's, he's like got a, his own vehicle. Yeah, this is a one wheeled sort of. It looks more dangerous than the scooter, but. Yes, that's what people are getting around these days. It's the wave of the future, Mike. We are living in the future. I know. It's like the Jetsons. Yes, it is. We're only a stone's throw from hover cars. And actually, I learned that our little airport is on the short list of airports that are eligible for flying cars just by the design of it. Mm -hmm. So lucky us. Who knows? We could be seeing flying cars before the rest of the world. um, Just keep drinking what you're drinking smoking what you're smoking it's all gonna be flying cars yeah hey so i know i do think we should do like a drag race we should talk to the mayor about that and like shut down main street and just have like a scooter drag race i think that would be pretty awesome and probably be enthusiastically welcomed by everybody in nashville i'd imagine nobody's who's gonna not want that yeah i I think it's great anytime we get on two wheels is a good thing bicycles scooters let's do it bicycles <laughs> so i don't know anyway all right so we're kind of off topic but <laughs> all right so we talked a little bit about what what pal does um so what is your let's say for a minute here what is the actual relationship between you guys and the police department so how does that how, how pal isn't unique to nashua it exists as an organization in other part other communities around the country i'm sure it didn't start here mm-hmm. but what's the idea behind pal so pal nationwide started in new york city about 100 years ago and with the simple philosophy of transforming the relationship with police officers in their community. 
So they were coming up with creative ways to engage police officers out of what many people know as traditional police work. And we're, yeah. we're living that mission. We've been doing that here in Nashua since 1989. There are hundreds of PAL chapters across the country. Our chapter that serves thousands of kids and has hundreds of volunteers is actually one of the top PAL chapters in the country. So um, sports that we have are competing at the highest levels. Our, our number of community service for kids and hours and activities all match up to the folks in California and across the country. So we're proud of that. But really our mission is just to... to make sure that the relationship is at least thought of in a different way. So folks, hopefully, when we do it right, kids are going home and saying, hey, I had this creative conversation with a police officer. And in some communities, in some homes, police officers are not thought of in high regard. Yeah, and of course. Especially places in tough neighborhoods where an uncle or a dad or a mom or somebody has had a negative experience or been arrested. And um, we're, we're trying to change that that mindset that – just like youth sometimes get a bad rap, police officers also, and, and to engage in that conversation together, to have those conversations that uh, I know many folks are having now at the national level. We've been having these conversations locally for a long time and driven by youth. And that's when, when you know that it's important when a young person thinks about it one day and remembers to talk about it the next day, because our, our young people sometimes have a short attention span and we have some teenagers that are driving some conversation in a big way, which is exciting to watch and exciting to be a part of. And we probably also have police officers who, you know, appreciate being involved with the program too, and also probably learn learn from it. And it's kind of a hearts and minds thing for everybody, right? Absolutely, everybody's going to learn on both sides. The uh, we are constantly creating unique opportunities and uh, asking our friends at the police department to think creatively about those relationships. So when we have uh, last year we had a watermelon eating contest and our chief was right there alongside the kids uh, participating and, and being a part of the community and laughing alongside. And then, you know, we just create unique opportunities, Halloween. And then we have a thing called Tactical Christmas where we fill a, a tactical vehicle full of gifts and deliver them to families uh, throughout our community. And that has taken off. It's now happening in Manchester, Pal, and a few other chapters across the country have taken on this this model that we created, and it's pretty simple. It's just getting gifts, filling it up with vehicles, and let's let's go deliver them to the community. And in some communities, that they've never seen a police car when it is not lights blazing into their community. Mm-hmm. To see a police car pull up to a home and deliver gifts and bring good is, is good for the community. And again, it just brings that conversation to the light. That's awesome. That is really awesome. I I can't think of anything better than what you just described. That's that's really great stuff, Sean. Thank you. Yeah. I am going to tell you we're out of time. It happens. We're always out of time. But um, what I will tell the listeners is if you want to learn more about the Police Athletic League, just go online to, was it NashvillePal.com? NashvillePal.com. And if you look under the events page, front slash events, you'll see all about the upcoming stuff, including this amazing disc golf tournament coming up and opportunities to participate and to sponsor. Sounds like a really fun family event. Beginning of October should be gorgeous weather. Um, It's rain or shine, I assume. Rain or shine, family friendly. And thank you to Joe Boston, who couldn't be here today, but he is listening, I am sure, and hopefully smiling that I've given all the proper details. 
all the proper details about the frisbee tournament in, in Amherst. <laughs> Joe's going to call. He's going to come back to you. Oh, I have no, I have no, I have no doubt. So come play frisbee with us in Amherst. Um, and uh, yeah, Sean, thank you so much. And do take a tour. Go to the Police Athletic League and take a tour. You will be astonished with what you see. It's an amazing program. They are definitely changing hearts and minds here in Nashua, and uh, we could not appreciate that more. So thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right, so we're going to take our next break, uh, give our sponsors just a chance to talk a little bit about themselves and give me a chance to come up for air. Our After the break, we'll be back with our final guests, which are our friends from Waterford Upstart, talking a little bit about early childhood education and uh, some of the programming that they're supporting in our community. You're listening to the Community Connections Show. I'm your host, Mike Gaffelberg. We'll be back in about two or three minutes. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Summer is finally here, and it's been hot. By now, you've tried your air conditioner, and hopefully it worked. If it didn't work or you don't have central air conditioning, call Joyce Cooling and Heating. Our Mitsubishi ductless, Unico microducts, or Lennox systems will fit almost any requirement you have. Don't wait. The electric and gas utility rebates are available for a limited time. That's Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community about what they're doing to make Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. 
This morning, I'd like to focus a little on the smarter part of that, and we have with us in the studio two guests. We have Jocelyn Kaczynski. Jocelyn is the director for the Greater Nashua Smart Start Coalition. Did I get that right, Jocelyn? Was you that did. Right? Yes, yeah, that's I mean, it. Just kind of make it up as I go. But, <laughs> so the Smart Start Coalition is a coalition of service providers and just other interested parties in our community who are working together um, using a community impact model to or a collective impact model to improve um, early childhood education and educational outcomes for for our youngest people, yeah. which is three-year-olds, four-year-olds, that age group. Is that about to describe it? Correct. Absolutely. All right, Jocelyn. Good seeing you. Thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me. And we also have with us Madison Elms. Madison is with the PR team at Waterford Upstart. Waterford is part of what the Smart Start Coalition is bringing to our community. And... So when people ask me about Smart Start, about Waterford Upstart, I, I, I'm like, you know, I never describe this right. I say, well, you know, what is Waterford? You get a computer and online classes, but I know it's so much more than that. And that's what Madison is going to talk with us about today. So Madison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate you coming here today. You're not from here, right? You're from away, as they say here. I am. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. That's where we are. are Nice, located, a beautiful, beautiful city, Salt Lake. We love Salt Lake. I love yeah. it. If you like to ski, come on out. Yeah, I don't. Okay, but well, I, come but I, to but ski. I've been anyway, and it's just a gorgeous city. It's probably the cleanest city in the country. I bet. Oh, that's very generous. Come to my neighborhood. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, nice, good. Well, welcome, welcome to um, New England. Thank you. Where we speak without an R. Just Wadda. that's fine with me. So we're gonna to talk today about the Waterford Upstart. Excellent. I'll, I'll try to speak in that accent too. <laughs> well, don't because it's terrible. I, I'm from California and I'm just like not good at it either. Okay. Anyway, so um, what is Waterford at, at its at its root, at its essence? What do you guys actually do? Okay, so just a little bit of the history. Waterford Upstart Perfect. was created. Um, excuse me, with the Utah Board of Education as a way to yeah. reach those young fam those young children and those young families. So okay. it's able to reach families in rural locations. So it's basically, as you said, um, an online learning program, and it's for four-year-olds. So it was created for rural families as an option for those who didn't have access to typical you know preschool yeah but um it's gone it's come so far now it's available in utah for every single four-year-old in the state it is completely free of charge and again if a family does not have access uh, we provide computers and internet to the home for the entire school year um and now we are expanding into other states yeah and one of the gaps that we're filling or excuse me one of the states that we are helping out is right here in nashua new hampshire so we're really excited to be here, and we have about 250 spots available um, in the Nashua area this year. So a spot means mm -hmm. that a person who, a family that has a young person, a four-year-old, uh, which is preschool age, um, is there is um, and is low income? Is that part of the part of the metric as well, That's, or is it any four year old? It's any four year old as long as you mm -hmm. fall, as long as you live in Nashua and the surrounding areas. So yeah. again, I'm not as familiar with Nashua as as both of you are, but. Yeah. Some of the towns include Wilton, Pelham, Merrimack, Hudson. Um, if you're a four, if you have a four-year-old in that area, please look us up. And and what you would likely, if you if you become part of the program, you get a computer. 
If you do not have one, right? Correct. Um, You internet access if you don't have that. Correct. Um, And this is all at no charge. All at no charge. Um, And then you also receive an online learning program geared specifically to that four-year-old. Correct. So this this program it's so user-friendly and interactive. It's online. It's on the computer, but it teaches children how to use technology in a more useful way. You know, if your child is it's only 15 minutes a day, five days a week to complete the program. So if your child is, you know, watching cartoons or playing on the iPad while you're cooking dinner, you might as well have them do something a little bit more, Absolutely. you know, uh, constructive. So what we do is it's it teaches letters, it teaches sounds, it teaches numbers. And children have been proven, independent research has shown that the average graduate of Waterford Upstart typically enters kindergarten at almost a first grade reading level. And that success follows them till about the fourth grade. So it's really about empowering families as well. Some parents are are so busy. Some of them might not have much of an education themselves and they don't know how to help their child. But with this program, as long as you're encouraging them to do the program every single day, you're empowering yourself as a parent, you're empowering your child. So it's something that could really help families as a whole. So they always talk about this goal of reading at grade level by age, by grade three. Yes. And this really helps to support that. Completely. And it's very sad, actually. Research has shown that if a child is behind by second grade, you know, by second grade, if they're still behind on that reading at they grade level. They never catch up. They never catch up. They don't participate. They mm. feel embarrassed. And our goal is to stop that from the second they enter school. We want yeah. them to enter confident. And they, they could you know, enter kindergarten and just continue on at a reading level that's appropriate. That's that's really wonderful. Um, and this is your second year in Nashua. It is. We had about a, a little over 100 kids in the Nashua uh, city mm-hmm. last year and then a couple more in other surrounding towns. And this year we're back. So we want to reach as many families as possible. That's fantastic. Now, Nashua is a pretty diverse community. Mm-hmm. Um, is the program only in English or how does – what is what if a family – um, doesn't speak English, how would they take advantage of this? Of course. So it's great, actually. In Utah, we worked with the IRC, the Refugee Committee, mm-hmm. and we actually, parents are allowed to kind of follow along with their child, and many of them actually learn English alongside their child. So the program itself, obviously, is to teach the child how to read in English. Of course. that's going yeah. to be the, the, yeah, program, the language they're learning yeah, in no, school. Perf- absolutely. But instructions and such, we have it in both English and Spanish. It yeah. can walk them through in either language. And we also have the great thing about Waterford Upstart. We don't just give you the program and send you on your way for a full year. We have coaches that are throughout the country. They work remotely, and they work in office in Utah. And you will be assigned a coach that will follow your family throughout the entire year. And if you have questions, if you're having software issues with the program, you could just call them. They'll call you up and see how you're doing, how we could help. And we have coaches that speak various languages. We provide translations. Mm-hmm. So if you need support, we'll be able to provide that in whatever language is necessary. That's that's really amazing. It mm-hmm. sounds like a really well thought through program. And, we tried. You know, leveraging <laughs> technology is so important these days. It I mean, is. We saw that during the pandemic. This was you know, our first big test of this whole concept of remote learning and distance and technology. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so that's great. And we try, one of the problems that, one of the, I don't want to say problems, but one of the mm-hmm. questions that we get a lot is that kids are already getting so much screen time as it is. And we understand that. We understand that's the direction that the world is heading just in this past year with COVID. Obviously, 
that has been proven time and time again, but we want to make it constructive. And we understand it's only 15 minutes a day, five days a week. And we want that time to be spent learning and to use technology to empower the families maybe who otherwise didn't have a computer in the home. This will provide that for them. So well, I think there's different kinds of screen time, right? Yes. <laughs> so there's screen time, which is this is good screen time. And uh-huh. then there's screen time when you're, you see this all the time. It drives me crazy. People are like, they go out to the, they go out to the restaurant to eat and they just, they, they stick their iPad in front of their kid because it just, because mm-hmm. it just keeps them quiet. Keeps them right. Quiet. <laughs> right. And, and I'm like, well, how about, you know, engaging with your little human being instead of doing that? Ugh. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Yes. That's a different radio show for another time. I'll be happy to join. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I'm a very opinionated okay, person when it comes to this stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, um, so, Thank you for all of that information. Jocelyn, oh, thank you so much. I wanted to bring you just in a little bit to the conversation. I'm here. So I know that we didn't, this wasn't all about just the Smart Start Coalition, but can you tell us, share with the audience a little bit about what is the Smart Start Coalition beyond Waterford Upstart? What, what other types of things is the coalition bringing to our community? Absolutely. So our coalition focuses on families with children eight and under and just making sure they have the best possible start to life. And so um, a lot of our work kind of focuses on a a series that we call free fun family events. And the focus there is to offer events in the city of Nashua and beyond or the greater Nashua area um, that just support families to get out and have fun and, you know, promote social emotional learning, um, but also to just engage with one another and have something that's available for everyone that doesn't cost money uh, that the whole family can come to and just create those experiences to have families bond and, and connect. So can you give a couple of examples of what uh, those free fun family events have consisted of? Definitely. So more recently, we just had our first dominoes tournament and family field day at Gurley Park in Nashua. Right. It was a fantastic event. Um, So we scheduled it for Dominican Father's Day, which is typically July 25th. So that's different than American Father's Day? It's different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In in Nashville, we have a huge Dominican population. Sure. We want to focus on all groups and making sure that we're inclusive and diverse. So um, this event was specifically for that community, but all were invited, and it was a very diverse event. It was great. Um, We had a food truck that sold Latin food. We had a great DJ come in, uh, DJ Johnny Gonzalez. Um, It was just a great event. Uh, A lot of families came out to participate in the tournament, but then additionally, we had a lot of coalition members and agencies come and provide the games and activities for the families to do that promoted social-emotional learning, the Choose Love program, Um, and it was just an all-around great event. That sounds that sounds wonderful. That's a really good example. I like that. So it's free, it's fun, and it's for your whole family. Yeah, and just to build on the collective impact model you were referencing earlier, we also had a local State Farm agent, Miguel Bisono. Mm-hmm. He sponsored the food truck, so everybody got free food at the event as well. So just all agencies coming together to support families in the community it was such a beautiful event and you can also sing the saint uh, like a good neighbor state farm is there that's so great <laughs> i love that and and so the coalition also is focused on other things as well so we have the free and fun family events we have the waterford upstart program anything else that people should know uh, maybe are there opportunities for people to get involved with the coalition definitely so we also have a parent network and every friday at 2 p.m i host a zoom meeting which is sometimes in person depending on weather and people's schedules Mm -hmm. Um, but the the purpose of our parent network is to just um, strengthen families introduce them to one another help them to give and receive support and then kind of inform them of the resources available to them because we have so many within the coalition so many family support services educators um community providers that are in the coalition 
And then we also love to hear from parents because they inform the work that we do. We are always looking to um, support families and align the work that we do regionally with the state um, strategic plan for early childhood. So any feedback or input parents can give us really informs our work and helps us to serve them better. That's that's fantastic. So to learn more about the Smart Start Coalition, I bet you have a website or a Facebook page, or how would somebody learn more if they want to get involved in supporting early childhood Definitely. Um, in our in our community? Yeah, on Facebook, you can just find us. Um, we are Smart Start Nashua. Mm-hmm. And same with Instagram, Smart Start Nashua. And then on the United Way page, uh, we have our own little page on there as yeah. well and um, has information on there. My email is on there to get connected. If you want to come to meetings or um, just come to an event, reach out. That's great, Jocelyn. I always tell people if you forget all of that because you're driving down the road and you're like, oh, that smart thing. I want. What is that smart start thing? Just call Mike at United Way. Ask for Mike. Ask for the guy. There's only one Mike. There's only one guy. <laughs> Very you know, good. One way or the other, you're going to get me. So no problem at United Way. So um, Madison, I want to just double back before okay. in the minute or two that we have left. How does a person who uh, maybe has that four-year-old and wants to take advantage of Waterford Upstart. How do they get involved with that at this time in our greater Nashua community? Well, same thing. They might have to call you in case they forget. But, well, in this um... case, I'm going to say call Jocelyn. Okay. <laughs> call but they'll Jocelyn call me and I'll, say, and I'll say, here, talk to Jocelyn. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds like a mouthful. It's Waterford mm-hmm. Upstart. So, again, we have a Facebook. We have an Instagram or you could call Jocelyn or Mike yeah. and have them remind you. But please look it up. It's available. And I really just want to emphasize yeah. that this is a free service for families in the Nashua area. And we so, have, you said, 150 openings 250. this year? 250. 250 so, openings and we this are, year. That's a lot. Yeah. So we, I'm not from Nashua. That's why I'm here. So it's our biggest challenge is sometimes finding four-year-olds. There's not a list of available four-year-olds. Yeah. So that's why we just need the community's help in finding these families that utilize this program so thank you well and i know we have our community baby shower coming up at united way that the smart star coalition is also helping out with planning on october 5th yep and that's a great opportunity also to learn about waterford upstart at that at at that place as well all right well i'll have to talk to jocelyn off air (laughs) oh yes we're definitely planning to promote it at the event for sure, absolutely. Okay, good. Um, well, let's see. We only have a minute left, so either of you, I'm just going to open it up. Either of you, anything else you wanted to add before we call it a day? I do actually. I just sure. want to call out something that I love about Waterford is that during COVID, we've realized that so many families don't have access to technology. Yeah, and it's just been so amazing to have this program offered because families were able to get that Chromebook laptop and keep it. And it doesn't just serve the child taking advantage of the program. Other family members can take advantage of that uh, Chromebook as well. So there's something called the digital divide. And Waterford has really helped to address that in our community and provide so many families with access to a device to stay connected in a time when you had to be isolated because of COVID. So, so many kids were just not going to school because they didn't have a laptop, a, right. you know, iPad, anything. But this has been such a, uh, just a, a, wonderful way for families to stay connected during this time absolutely and one of the things when we were in the in the middle of covid last year i know that liz has a lot of data on four-year-olds and because we were actually asking when we had kids hot families hot spots Mm. do you have a four-year-old in your family and so as a way to connect as well yeah so good 
Well, thank you so much. Thank you so um, much. Enjoy for your us. time here in New Hampshire. All right. I'm going to go get some lobster tonight, so it should be good. Oh, that's <laughs> outstanding. We have some okay, of that. Okay, excellent. We do, we do have some of that. Are you staying here in Nashua? Are you going to the seacoast? I'm staying here in Nashua and might take some trips around, so we'll see. Well, enjoy yourself. <laughs> thank Madison. you so much for having us. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you. So we'll be back in two weeks. Next week is Labor Day, and we will be off. Until that time when we return, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. Sunday in southern Louisiana as a Category 4 storm, the impact of 150 mile an hour winds and storm surge were lessened where major levee renovations were built over the years since Hurricane Katrina. Louisiana Governor Edwards on Fox News Sunday night. You have to remember uh, that in Hurricane Katrina 16 years ago, it was really the failure of the levee that caused the, the, the worst part of that disaster by far. Uh, what I can report tonight is the hurricane risk reduction system, the protection system that is... Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Back to summer weather for today and tomorrow. Then we might have to deal with the remains of Hurricane Ida with rain late Wednesday and Thursday. On this Monday, it's sun clouds, hot buggy. It'll be 85 to 90. Watch for afternoon showers and storms. Overnight, showers end and skies turn partly cloudy. It'll be 65 to 70. Tomorrow, sun clouds and warm. It'll be in the 80, slight chance of a late shower. Wednesday, cloudy. In the 70s, rain could arrive before dark. For WSMN 1590 and WSMN 95.3 FM Nashua, I'm Mark Resenthal. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets. From learning the skills to get your GED to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, August 30th, 2020. Um... 2021. <laughs> How did I forget? How did I skip like all of 2020 just like that? So um, I guess that must be just uh, wishful thinking because I actually, if we think back on it, 2020, well, let's just be honest, it wasn't really the most awesome year ever. We're probably all a little bit glad that, um, you know, that it's, that it's pretty much over with. So Anyway, I did want to uh, welcome you to the United Way Community Connection show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSMN 1590, well, 1590 a.m., 1595.3 FM, as well as on um, uh, Facebook, on our Facebook page, um, United Way Nashua. A Facebook page as well as where else? Lots of other places. You can go online to WSMN 
live and see the live feed there as well. So, or you can ask your smart speaker, play WSMN 1590 AM, and it'll do that as well. So, you, we are here today in the studio. I'm going to have some great guests on today. I'm very excited about that. We're going to have uh, friends from Nashua Police Athletic League in a little bit. That is uh, Sean Nelson and one of his great volunteers and board members, Joe Boston. They're going to talk a little bit about, amongst other things, besides all the great work that they're doing over at the Police Athletic League, they're also going to be talking a little bit about an upcoming event that they have, that they're planning a fundraiser. I believe it's Disc Golf, for those of you who are uh, aficionados. I I don't know. I think that's like Frisbee golf. So um, we'll hear about that and uh, see what they're doing, which is pretty exciting. Um, then we're going to take a break after that, and we're going to come back with our friends from Waterford Upstart. Now, that's a program that has not been on the Community Connection show before. Waterford Upstart is part of the Greater Nashua Smart Start Coalition, which is our early childhood coalition in the community and part of that program that part of the coalition's work is to bring computer connectivity and software and resources to kids who are sort of four-year-olds so preschool age and Waterford Upstart is a great part of that program so we'll learn a little bit about that a little bit about our show so each and every Monday morning we are here talking with the nonprofits in our community organizations that are working day in and day out to make Greater Nashua a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. So um, there's a lot of different nonprofits in our community, hundreds and hundreds in fact. Some are very small, teeny tiny little niche um, nonprofits that focus on just very one specific issue. Um, and then there are some that are very large nonprofits, like, you know, even the hospitals are both nonprofits. St. Joe's and Southern New Hampshire is, are, are both um, nonprofit organizations. And so they come in a wide variety of sizes and flavors. Um, our goal is to introduce you over time to each and every one of them that we can bring to the air. So every, every week um, we do this and we bring two nonprofits on. Um, and uh, so what do you learn in the process? Well, a couple of things, really. Um, one of the things I like to think about is um, I believe in my heart that each and every one of us um, has, as part of our human um, psyche, the desire to help, the desire to be of assistance to another human being and when they have a need. And so if somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, you know, my uncle Joe, my cousin Charlie, my brother, my sister, my friend, my neighbor have a specific need um, they're looking for some assistance on, and you've listened to this show, there's a good chance that over time you're going to be actually in a position to provide a direct resource, a direct referral to an organization that provides um, assistance or support directly in that area that they're talking about. And that's pretty awesome. That's a great feeling. I know that I've done that before, and I really like doing that. Um, and I'm sure that you do as well. So that's one reason to listen in. The other is we have a community which is very giving. Um, a lot of people like to volunteer their time. A lot of people like to donate um, their financial resources, whatever they can. And nonprofits need both volunteers and donors to uh, continue in their missions. So by listening to the show, you're going to learn about what, what they do. And perhaps something will speak to your heart. Today, perhaps you'll learn about the Police Athletic League, something they're doing. And and, and in so doing, you'll, you'll say, hey, you know what? That's an organization I can really 
really get behind what they're doing. And you can come as a, involved as a volunteer or as a donor, something like that. So those are the reasons to listen to our show. And uh, we will have those interviews coming up and starting in about 10 minutes. But in the meanwhile, I did want to talk a little bit about sort of life such as it is. Um, I say this every week. Uh, the studio is right across from the um, evolving Nashua Performing Arts Center. It used to be Alex Shoe Store. I think we can all comfortably say it is no longer Alex Shoe Store. Alex Shoe Store was taken away, and there's no sign at all other than those of us that remember buying shoes there. It is now actually emerging from, back from the ground. Um, like the mythical phoenix, it's coming back up from the ground. There are there's cement, there's pillars, there's all sorts of stuff that is starting to take place. There's even something that I gotta say, I think it looks like it might be like the main stage. Although I think it's really weird that they would build the main stage like this early in the project, but it kind of juts out and I don't know, I haven't seen the floor plan, but maybe it is. But anyway, it's starting to take shape and by next year we're gonna have in downtown Nashville, after many years of debate and back and forth and argumentation, because you know what, we're New Englanders and we like to argue about stuff, that's just what we do. Um, whether we really believe in what we're saying or not, we still like to argue about it. We'll, we're going to have the Performing Arts Center right here in downtown Nashua. And uh, you know what? Whether you are for it or were against it, I guess we're all going to find out how awesome it is and what it does for our revitalizing our downtown community. So pretty exciting stuff. Um, so go check, take a look. And there's a live webcam right on WSMN's um, website where you can see the, the progress. Hope you all had a great weekend. Um, yeah, so yesterday the weather was kind of cruddy. I uh, am, it was surprisingly bad and, um, but I didn't expect it to be that way. So my wife and I planned to go hiking. We went for a little hike, um, up in, um, uh, you know, one of the state parks, one of our beautiful state parks here in New Hampshire. I had planned out like, you know, a nice little six and a half, seven mile hike, um, wasn't, you know, not like a 4,000 footer or something, not, nothing too serious just to get out and stretch our legs a little bit. Um, it looked like it was going to, it was perfect temperatures. And I, I, I honestly, you couldn't make this up within 20 seconds of exiting the vehicle. It started to rain. And I thought, well, it's just a little drizzle, a little go away, passing, passing shower, whatever. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and like a mile and a half into the into the hike I, I started to think maybe it's not a passing shower maybe we're just gonna get really wet and it rained i can't make this stuff up the entire time we hiked for like two and a half hours but it just got worse and worse and then finally when we got back to the car within 20 seconds of getting back to the car it stopped raining think about that somebody was not watching out for my um my best interests. And I just, I'm going to say right up front, I think that was really very discouraging. So we had a nice little rainy hike. We were soaked and drenched through the bone, but you know what? That always beats like not going out for a hike. I think a bad hike always beats no hike. And I think that that same principle applies to scuba diving and sailing and anything else that you might do doing something that you enjoy always beats not doing that thing, even if the conditions aren't awesome. So anyway, that's what was, we did yesterday. Now it's a big day in our family. And I did want to just mention that because I think whatever, for posterity's sake, I'm going to, you know, a couple of years from now, maybe I'll listen to this radio show and say, Hey, that's where you are. So my daughter has been, um, 
Well, she's been, what do they say, in her condition for nine months now. And, of course, you can imagine, since I said nine months, you can imagine what condition that is. So t- so today, uh, right now, as we speak, my daughter is at the Elliot up in Manchester getting induced because she's um, they want her to give birth a little bit early for our first grandchild. Now, my wife would say her baby um, – and I would say maybe it's our baby. And my daughter seems to think it's it's and my daughter and son-in-law John seem to think it's their baby. But in any case, we're all getting a baby today, and that's a pretty darn exciting thing and scary in our family too. You know, it's it's uh, seems like just yesterday when I was holding this little creature that we created in our in our I was holding her in my arms down in Rhode Island at Women and Infants hospital it was like 1994 well it was actually it wasn't like 1904 it actually was 1994 and um you know today that little creature is is making her own baby and i'm just somehow that just hasn't doesn't make sense to me you know i i after the after today, I'm married to a grandma. You know, I you know I say that with all with all due respect to all grandmas out there. I, I never thought I was going to be married to a grandma. You know, this is a woman who I started dating. You know, back when we were teenagers. And I, for Pete's sakes, I threw the I threw the girl her 16th birthday party. So now she's going to be a grandma, and my baby's going to have a baby. And we're going to be um, Oma and Opa, as they've already started calling us, because we've got that little German thing going. And it just couldn't be a more exciting day in our family. And on top of all that, it we've got the awesomeness of the COVID pandemic going on, which is just, you know, super thrilling. So that means I actually can't go to the hospital because um, they're only allowing two people in the room and two people in the hospital for the entirety of the stay. And, um, well, I'm sure you can imagine that in the, in the, in the prioritization of uh, her husband, my son-in-law, and her mama, and me, I drew the short stick. I guess I would be probably co- totally useless in this whole process anyway. I, I'm really not a big fan of blood and gore, and, you know, I can live without all that to be honest, and I'll just take care of the dogs and it'll be cool, but it's pretty exciting and a little bit scary. So to all of you grandparents out there, um, congratulations to you because um, I'm going to say congratulations to us. We're pretty darn excited. So I'm going to take a breather here. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection show. It is Monday, August 30th. Um, the last day of me not being a grandpa, um, amongst other things, it's today, you know, that to me is the most important thing, but that's, Hey, maybe there's something cool going on in your life too. And, uh, we're going to take a short break now. Our show is brought to you by the generosity of three of our awesome sponsors, which are fully promoted and embroidered me of Bedford and Nashua. They make screen printing t-shirts and embroidered polo shirts, um, promotional products do a fantastic job. Um, so, uh, you can give them a call and thank them for supporting the community connection show. We're also sponsored by Etchstone properties, which is one of our community's premier builders and our longest sponsor. Um, so we're very grateful to Jaron Slattery and the whole Slattery gang over at Etchstone for their support. And last but not least, Franklin Savings Bank, um, is our sponsor and they're up in Merrimack. Um, just by the Shaw's Plaza up there, by the Convenient MD in that area. 
and they've been a sponsor for about a year and a half now. We're very grateful to Andrew and his team at Franklin Savings Bank for helping to sponsor our show as well. They make it possible for us to come to the air each Monday and to introduce you to all the awesome nonprofits and all just the greatness that is in our community. So I will be back after they have a couple of words, and then we are going to continue on with the Community Connection Show with our first interviews with the National Police Athletic League. Uh, this is Mike Affelberg, and we'll be right back. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, right, headquarters. Boys, Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. The experts in American Medical Response offer these safety steps to assure that a fun afternoon at the pool stays fun. Important actions to take at the pool are watch your children at all times. Know the basics of life-saving, including CPR. Learn how to swim and teach your child how to swim and educate them on the basic water safety tips. Keep children away from pool drains, pipes, and other openings to avoid entrapments. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR Medics are here for you every hour of every day. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Dry eyes, cataracts, glaucoma, digital eye strain, spots and floaters, macular degeneration, Emergency eye care, glasses, and contacts. The eye doctors at Focused Eye Care in Nashua are the first doctors you should see to bring all your eye care needs into focus. Focused Eye Care. Online at abettervision.com. See better. See the eye care professionals at Focused Eye Care. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, August 30th, 2021. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. And uh, we are joined in the studio today by my good friend who's been here many, 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 many numerous times, um, Sean Nelson. Sean is the executive director over the, the Nashua Police Athletic League. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about 
or we're just going to call them PAL, Nashua PAL. And we're going to talk a little bit about their organization, what they do, and also some upcoming events, which are really exciting. Sean, welcome to our show. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me again. Good, good morning. Well, welcome. To, it's been a while, hasn't it? I think this it? might only be my second time in this fine studio. You're only your second time? Well, Maybe that's, third. That's okay. Well, you know, second, time's a, second time is great. Third time's a charm. You know, it's all good. Um, and uh, we are so excited to have you here, though, today. Thank you. So, Police Athletic League. Tell us just a little bit about, so for the audience that doesn't know anything about PAL, I, I, it's hard to imagine, but I bet you there is somebody listening who doesn't know anything about PAL. They're so probably, let's talk yeah. about it. Let's do it. So PAL, for the folks that don't know anything, in Nashua PAL, the Police Athletic League, is a nonprofit in town with a mission to connect cops and kids. So we do all kinds of things to achieve that success, to get cops and kids in the same area, in the same room, and the playing together. Uh, Everything we do is around education, activity, and leadership. So education, tons of education programs, feeding young people with energy and excitement about their passions, uh, activity, lots of sports programs, and you'll see uh, sometimes outside your window here, young friends in pal shirts running around just doing community service and Doing little cleanups here and there, but also riding the birds around. We did a team uh, team ride to try out this, the new scooters in town, and that was exciting and dangerous. Oh, that and sounds um, ex- <laughs> I guess that sounds exciting and dangerous. I have to say, nothing would scare me more. I think than seeing a whole group of Nashua Pal kids being led by Sean Nelson down the. Highway. I'd be like, run, run, please get out of the way. Yeah, we, we do. This is what we do. Crazy things. To, we know what our kids are doing, so we tried to increase the safety measures. Uh, we got some, some. Uh, the word on the street was that those things are dangerous. Those darn machines are dangerous. So we wanted to make sure that many of our kids want, knew how to do it safely. Scooters so. don't kill people. Kids from PAL kill people well, on scooters. Are, <laughs> the scooters are alive and well. I'm looking at one right now, and it is... Uh, it's ready for somebody to jump on it and just scoot right down the street at a that's high pace awesome. of speed. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. Now, you guys also this past year did a huge – I call it the Extreme Makeover PAL edition over at the PAL Center, which is over on Ash Street, right? Yes, sir. 52 Ash Street, for all the listeners out there that ever want to learn more and uh, see more, we just went through a multi-million dollar renovation of the PAL Center. So this uh, that's the toughest area of our city where lots of – Gross things are happening, and bad statistics, we have got the greatest kids and families ever. And so we got this unique opportunity with a group called Building on Hope. They choose one nonprofit every other year, and they chose PAL. And we raised a little bit of money, but nowhere near the value of that building, which is now over $2 million. And it is beautiful, shiny, and new, and uh, technology, and all the things that they, we've been dreaming about with our kids is happening uh, in that building now, and That's it's amazing. spectacular. And they deserve it. Yes, they do. They, they absolutely yeah. deserve it. And I've been over there and toured the place both before and after, and actually during, and have friends who participated in that project from the from the trades, um, who loved who loved working on the project and loved learning about your organization, um, and um, it was it's pretty great. And you have a boxing ring. Yes. So let's talk about that. Are you a boxer, Sean? <clears throat> I am not. I. Uh... Speaking of things that I've done on a limited basis, scooters is one, limited basis, boxing is another. I've only, in my close to 15 years with PAL, only worked out in that gym twice. And it's hard and sweaty and awesome. Yeah. But that program starts at age 11, 
Okay. And it's the only program that we have that has no age limit. So the boxing gym is full every afternoon with uh, kids and adults. We have a women's only class, and two of our boxers actually just went pro. They had their first pro fight this weekend, so that was exciting to send them off and. Uh, into their next chapter of boxing, but they'll always be around and, and a mentor to our younger kids. And that's the program. It's the If we do it right, as the kids move up for our program, they become the mentors for the younger folks, and they can speak the same language and have the same experiences. And really, that is when we know that we have done a good job, when our 15, 16, 17, 18, and all the way up uh, are, are taking the 7, 8, 9, and 10-year-olds under their wing and teaching them how it is. That's fantastic. And, and I, I encourage anybody who's interested, just go take a tour. Go take a look at the place Absolutely. and learn a little bit about it. I love this, you know, how you describe it, connecting cops and kids. Um, you, you know, you do a lot of work with the, with the police department, with, with Chief Mike and his great crew over there. Um, something, something people I know have asked me about. You, you aren't, uh, are, you on a, are you part of the police department? Great question, Mike. Thank you for that. No, we that are not. That was a completely rhetorical question, where I, which I know the answer yes. to, but I know that you want to ask. We are not. We are not p- part of the police department. Many folks, if I get in front of a room and start saying I am Sean from Nashua Police Athletic League, they hear police and they assume that we're funded by tax dollars and that we're part of the police department, and we are not. We are a nonprofit just like all the rest of the nonprofits in town. We are fundraising through uh, many efforts, uh, events and donations, but also just stuff. People yep. come to our center all the time, and hey, I, this time of year we're collecting lots of school supplies. So we are putting a good fight in for our kids and for our community and making everything stronger along the way. That's that's good for people to know because I know you don't receive like direct taxpayer dollars, right. and I think I appreciate you saying that. And also lots of volunteers. Yes. So let me ask you then this. I, Joe Boston, who was going to be with us today, had to step out for a little family emergency. Um, but um, he, he had reached out originally to talk with me about disc golf. Now, Joe, is, is Joe a board member? No. So Joe and I know each other through a few other things we have served on. Yeah, I do community. too. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So we've been giving away trees together and doing all kinds of stuff. So just a great volunteer who loves the Police Athletic League. And loves disc golf. And so what is disc golf? Is that like golf or is that like, you know, discus or is that frisbee or what the heck is that? So if Joe was here, he would correct you on frisbee is a type of disc. Uh, Joe is very passionate and is connected to a community of folks that are excited about disc golf. And for those folks that know what golf is, similar in that way that there's 18 holes. Are you a golfer? I own golf clubs <laughs> we should introduce your clubs to my clubs and see if they know how to play the game. i enjoy a nice day out walking around with i love it you know sometimes riding around the cart but yeah, yeah. No. so this is similar in that way that you walk this is mostly the course that we're going to in amherst is in the woods and it is you picture somewhere 100 200 yards away from where your tee is is a cage that sits on the stand and your object is to throw the disc into that cage. So just like regular golf, you count your strokes, uh, and there's different discs. There's longer ones. There's putter type. There's mid-range and everything in between. Folks, uh, I'm now learning so much about disc. But this event that we're having is our first time doing it. and It's a tournament. 
It is. So it's like a golf tournament. Yes. But you're doing a disc golf tournament. Disc golf tournament. Yeah, teams of four. It is a family event, so we will have teams of kids out there, but there are plenty of teams of adults that are signing up. We're about halfway there, so there's plenty of room for sponsors and plenty of room for golfers and anybody that wants to just learn about disc, come on out. We'll have some samples. You know, you could just sort of toss the disc and try it one time, and then maybe you feel inspired and you want to come and play that day. That's fantastic. When are you doing this, Sean? October 2nd. October 2nd. So that's awesome timing. That's like a week before the United Way Cornhole Tournament. Did Ooh, you know we're doing that? I didn't know this. So check it out. We're all doing stupid stuff these days. Cornhole <laughs> tournaments, disc golf tournaments. I'll I'll come play disc golf and embarrass myself, and you can come play corn. Are you good at cornhole? I've, I've played more cornhole than golf. Well, so I, I'll... I'll take you up on that. We'll go. We'll That's good. That's good. And you're still looking for sponsors. Yes, absolutely. Anybody that wants to come and fund, all the dollars go to uh, youth programming. So everything that we're doing in the community, it all takes money to do it. So we are uh, we have some goals to raise some money at this event. This is actually, we just finished a concert in Holman Stadium, which went successfully. Yeah. Uh, we have disc golf coming up. We'll have a dinner that's happening in yeah. September. And then we're going to end the fundraising, I guess, season with... Uh, with a traditional golf, so disc golf and then regular golf, all in the same sort of period of time. So it'll be a busy time for us, but a great time to meet new people. So anybody that is interested in any of that should come out, or they can go to nashvillepal.com slash events. That's aw- that's that's really great. Um, send me a send me an event like a sponsorship packet. Maybe we can yeah. maybe we can help you out with the disc golf tournament. Sounds great. Um, Oh, all right, so that's pretty exciting stuff, and uh, it sounds fun. And I like about the disc golf tournament is nobody else seems to be doing this. I always love fundraisers that are unique, like you know, uh, please, please, <laughs> nobody come up with the idea of doing another 5K. And I'm like, you guys are killing me. It's so boring, <laughs> right? This is for awesome. the 5K community. They love that. I know, and I have nothing against <laughs> runners, but I have, I have, but I do have something against lack of creativity when it comes to like we need to try and do new things to get new people and more excitement. Right? Well, disc is low frills. I mean, low. Um, you don't need to have the skills of disc. You don't need to be a professional disc golfer to come out. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it. Similar cornhole, you can just come out and enjoy the nice day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. That's exactly right. Or, or like a golf tournament, you can go and you can just hate, absolutely hate every minute of it because you're terrible. But then have something to drink, you know, and it's all good again. Yes. Yeah. So the course out in Amherst, there's there's rumors of a, a Nashville course. Actually, I don't think it's a rumor anymore. I think it's official that it's happening. So we're going to get a disc golf course in Nashua. So we hope to next year have this in Nashua, but this year it'll be in Amherst. Yeah. And. I encourage everybody to come out. And so, what do you think about maybe we do a, like a, a a scooter drag race down Main Street? You guys have already <laughs> kind of laid the groundwork for that. What do you think? If you have not been on these birds, I would recommend you try one. They, if you have the need for speed, you can find that you can scratch that itch on the bird scooter. I think Tom. I think Tom Lopez rides these things too. I mean, he's yes, he's, he's like got a, his own vehicle. Yeah, this is a one wheeled sort of. It looks more dangerous than the scooter, but. Yes, that's what people are getting around these days. It's the wave of the future, Mike. We are living in the future. I know. It's like the Jetsons. Yes, it is. We're only a stone's throw from hover cars. And actually, I learned that our little airport is on the short list of airports that are eligible for flying cars just by the design of it. Mm -hmm. So lucky us. Who knows? We could be seeing flying cars before the rest of the world. um, Just keep drinking what you're drinking, smoking what you're smoking. It's all going to be flying cars. Yeah. Hey, so I know I do think we should do like a drag race. We should talk to the mayor about that and like shut down Main Street and just have like a scooter drag race. I think that would be pretty awesome and 
probably be so enthusiastically welcomed by everybody in Nashville, I'd imagine. Nobody's who's going to not want that. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Anytime we get on two wheels is a good thing. Bicycles, scooters, let's do it. Bicycles. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, all right, so we're kind of off topic, but <laughs> all right. So we talked a little bit about what, what PAL does. Um, so what is your... Let's say for a minute here, what is the actual relationship between you guys and the police department? So how does that how, how PAL isn't unique to Nashua. It exists as an organization in other part, other communities around the country. I'm sure it didn't start here. Mm-hmm. But what's the idea behind PAL? So PAL Nationwide started in New York City about 100 years ago. And with the simple philosophy of transforming the relationship with police officers in their community. So they were coming up with creative ways to engage police officers out of what many people know as traditional police work. And we're, yeah. we're living that mission. We've been doing that here in Nashua since 1989. There are hundreds of PAL chapters across the country. Our chapter that serves thousands of kids and has hundreds of volunteers is actually one of the top PAL chapters in the country. So um, the sports that we have are competing at the highest levels. Our, our number of community service for kids and hours and activities all match up to the folks in California and across the country, so we're proud of that. But really, our mission is just to, to make sure that the relationship is at least thought of in a different way. So folks, hopefully, when we do it right, kids are going home and saying, hey, I had this creative conversation with a police officer. And in some communities, in some homes, police officers are not thought of in high regard. Yeah, and of course especially places in tough neighborhoods where an uncle or a dad or a mom or somebody has had a negative experience or been arrested. And um, we're, we're trying to change that, that mindset that just like youth sometimes get a bad rap, police officers also, and, and to engage in that conversation together, to have those conversations that uh, I know many folks are having now at the national level that we've been having these conversations locally for a long time. And driven by youth. And that's when when you know that it's important when a young person thinks about it one day and remembers to talk about the next day. Because our, our young people sometimes have a short attention span and we have some teenagers that are driving some conversation in a big way, which is exciting to watch and exciting to be a part of. And we probably also have police officers who you know, appreciate being involved with the program too and also probably learn learn from it. And it's kind of a hearts and minds thing for everybody, right? Absolutely. Everybody's going to learn on both sides. The uh, We are constantly creating unique opportunities and uh, asking our friends at the police department to think creatively about those relationships. So when we have... Uh, last year we had a watermelon eating contest and our chief was right there alongside the kids uh, participating and, and being a part of the community and laughing alongside and then, you know, we just create unique opportunities, Halloween, and then we have a thing called Tactical Christmas, where we fill a, a tactical vehicle full of gifts and deliver them to families uh, throughout our community, and that has taken off. It's now happening in Manchester, Pal, and a few other chapters across the country have taken on this, this model that we created, and it's pretty simple. It's just getting gifts, filling it up with vehicles, and Let's, let's go deliver them to the community. And in some communities, they've never seen a police car when it is not lights blazing into their community. Mm-hmm. To see a police car pull up to a home and deliver gifts and bring good is, is good for the community. And again, it just brings that conversation to the light. That's awesome. That is really awesome. I, I can't think of anything better than what you just described. That's, that's really great stuff, Sean. Thank you. Yeah. 
I am going to tell you we're out of time. It happens. We're always out of time. But um, what I will tell the listeners is if you want to learn more about the Police Athletic League, just go online to, was it NashvillePal.com? NashvillePal.com. And if you look under the events page, front slash events, you'll see all about the upcoming stuff, including this amazing disc golf tournament coming up and opportunities to participate and to sponsor. Sounds like a really fun family event. Beginning of October should be gorgeous weather. Um, it's rain or shine, I assume. Rain or shine, family friendly. And thank you to Joe Boston, who couldn't be here today, but he is listening, I am sure, and hopefully smiling that I've given all the proper details. All the proper details about the Frisbee tournament in, in Amherst. <laughs> Joe's going to call me. Call he's he's going to come after you. Oh, I have, no, <laughs> I, have no, I have no doubt. So come play Frisbee with us in Amherst. Um, and, uh, yeah, Sean, thank you so much. And do take a tour. Go to the Police Athletic League and take a tour. You will be astonished with what you see. It's an amazing program. They are definitely changing hearts and minds here in Nashua, and uh, we could not appreciate that more. So thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right, so we're going to take our next break, uh, give our sponsors just a chance to talk a little bit about themselves and give me a chance to come up for air. Our After the break, we'll be back with our final guests, which are our friends from Waterford Upstart, talking a little bit about early childhood education and uh, some of the programming that they're supporting in our community. You're listening to the Community Connections Show. I'm your host, Mike Gaffelberg. We'll be back in about two or three minutes. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Summer is finally here, and it's been hot. By now, you've tried your air conditioner, and hopefully it worked. If it didn't work or you don't have central air conditioning, call Joyce Cooling and Heating. Our Mitsubishi ductless, Unico Microducts, or Lennox systems will fit almost any requirement you have. Don't wait. The electric and gas utility rebates are available for a limited time. That's Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity. United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. 
As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community about what they're doing to make Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. This morning, I'd like to focus a little on the smarter part of that, and we have with us in the studio two guests. We have Jocelyn Kaczynski. Jocelyn is the director for the Greater Nashua Smart Start Coalition. Did I get that right, Jocelyn? Was you that about did. right? Yes, yeah, that's it. Just kind of make it up as I go. <laughs> but, so the Smart Start Coalition is a coalition of service providers and just other interested parties in our community who are working together um, using a community impact model to or a collective impact model to improve um, early childhood education and educational outcomes for for our youngest people, yeah. which is three-year-olds, four-year-olds, that age group. Is that about to describe it? Correct. Absolutely. All right, Jocelyn. Good seeing you. Thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me. And we also have with us Madison Elms. Madison is with the PR team at Waterford Upstart. Waterford is part of what the Smart Start Coalition is bringing to our community. And... So when people ask me about Smart Start, about Waterford Upstart, I, I, I'm like, you know, I never describe this right. I say, well, you know, what is Waterford? You get a computer and online classes. But I know it's so much more than that. And that's what Madison is going to talk with us about today. So Madison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate you coming here today. You're not from here, right? You're from away, as they say here. I am. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. That's where we are. are Nice, a beautiful, beautiful city, Salt Lake. We love Salt Lake. I love yeah. it. If you like to ski, come on out. Yeah, I don't. Okay, but well, I, come but I, to but ski. I've been anyway, and it's just a gorgeous city. It's probably the cleanest city in the country. I bet. Oh, that's very generous. Come to my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, nice, good. Well, welcome, welcome to um, New England. Thank you. Where we speak without an R. Just water. that's fine with me. So we're gonna to talk today about the Waterford Upstart. Excellent. I'll, I'll try to speak in that accent too. <laughs> well, don't because it's terrible. And I, I'm from California and I'm just like not good at it either. Okay. Anyway, so um, what is Waterford at, at its at its root at its essence? What do you guys actually do? Okay, so just a little bit of the history. Waterford Upstart Perfect. was created. Um, excuse me, with the Utah Board of Education as a way to yeah. reach those young fam those young children and those young families. So okay. it's able to reach families in rural locations. So it's basically, as you said, um, an online learning program, and it's for four-year-olds. So it was created for rural families as an option for those who didn't have access to typical you know, preschool, yeah. but um, it's gone. It's come so far. Now it's available in Utah for every single four-year-old in the state. It is completely free of charge. And again, if a family does not have access, uh, we provide computers and internet to the home for the entire school year. Um, and now we are expanding into other states. Yeah. And one of the gaps that we're filling, or excuse me, one of the states that we are helping out is right here in Nashua, New Hampshire. So we're really excited to be here and we have about 250 spots available um, in the Nashua area this year. So a spot means mm -hmm. that a person who, a family that has a young person, a four-year-old, uh, which is preschool age, 
um, is there is um, is low income? Is that part of the part of the metric as well, That's, or is it any four year old? It's any four year old as long as you mm-hmm. fall, as long as you live in Nashua and the surrounding areas. So yeah. again, I'm not as familiar with Nashua as as both of you are, but yeah. some of the towns include Wilton, Pelham, Merrimack, Hudson. Um, if you're a four, if you have a four year old in that area, please look us up. And and what you would likely if you if you become part of the program, you get a computer. If you do Which not have laptop, one, right? Correct. Um, you internet access if you don't have that. Correct. Um, and this is all at no charge. All at no charge. Um, and then you also receive an online learning program geared specifically to that four-year-old. Correct. So this this program it's so user-friendly and interactive. It's online. It's on the computer, but it teaches children how to use technology in a more useful way. You know, if your child is it's only 15 minutes a day, five days a week to complete the program. So if your child is, you know, watching cartoons or playing on the iPad while you're cooking dinner, you might as well have them do something a little bit more, Absolutely. you know, uh, constructive. So what we do is it's it teaches letters, it teaches sounds, it teaches numbers. And children have been proven, independent research has shown that the average graduate of Waterford Upstart typically enters kindergarten at almost a first grade reading level. And that success follows them till about the fourth grade. So it's really about empowering families as well. Some parents are, are so busy. Some of them might not have much of an education themselves and they don't know how to help their child. But with this program, as long as you're encouraging them to do the program every single day, you're empowering yourself as a parent, you're empowering your child. So it's something that could really help families as a whole. So they always talk about this goal of reading at grade level by age, by grade three. Yes. And this really helps to support that. Completely. And it's very sad, actually. Research has shown that if a child is behind by second grade, you know, by second grade, if they're still behind on that reading at grade level. They never catch up. They never catch up. They don't participate. They Mm. feel embarrassed. And our goal is to stop that from the second they enter school. We want them to enter confident. And they, they could you know, enter kindergarten and just continue on at a reading level that's appropriate. That's that's really wonderful. Um, and this is your second year in Nashua. It is. We had about a, a little over 100 kids in the Nashua uh, city mm-hmm. last year and then a couple more in other surrounding towns. And this year we're back. So we want to reach as many families as possible. That's fantastic. Now, Nashua is a pretty diverse community. Mm-hmm. Um, is the program only in English or how does – what is what if a family – um, doesn't speak English, how would they take advantage of this? Of course. So it's great, actually. In Utah, we've worked with the IRC, the Refugee Committee. Mm-hmm. And we actually, parents are allowed to kind of follow along with their child, and many of them actually learn English alongside their child. So the program itself, obviously, is to teach the child how to read in English. Of course. that's going yeah. to be the, the, yeah, program, the language they're learning yeah, in no, school. Perf- absolutely. But instructions and such, we have it in both English and Spanish. It yeah. can walk them through in either language. And we also have the great thing about Waterford Upstart. We don't just give you the program and send you on your way for a full year. We have coaches that are throughout the country. They work remotely, and they work in office in Utah. And you will be assigned a coach that will follow your family throughout the entire year. And if you have questions, if you're having software issues with the program, you could just call them. They'll call you up and see how you're doing, how we could help. And we have coaches that speak various languages. We provide translations. Mm -hmm. So if you need support, we'll be able to provide that in whatever language is necessary. That's that's really amazing. It mm-hmm. sounds like a really well thought through program. And, we tried. You know, leveraging <laughs> technology is so important these days. It I mean, is. We saw that during the pandemic. This was, 
you know, our first big test of this whole concept of remote learning and distance and technology. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, so that's great. And we try, one of the problems that one of the, I don't want to say problems, but one of the Mm -hmm. questions that we get a lot is that kids are already getting so much screen time as it is. And we understand that we understand that's the direction that the world is heading just in this past year with COVID, obviously that has been proven time and time again, but we want to make it constructive and we understand it's only 15 minutes a day, five days a week. And we want that time to be spent learning and to use technology to empower the families, maybe who otherwise didn't have a computer in the home. This will provide that for them. So well, I think there's different kinds of screen time, right? Yes. <laughs> so there's screen time, which is, this is good screen time. And uh-huh. then there's screen time when you're, you see this all the time. It drives me crazy. People are like, they go out to the they go out to the restaurant to eat and they just they they stick their iPad in front of their kid because it mm-hmm. just because it just keeps them quiet keeps them right quiet. <laughs> right and and I'm like well how about you know engaging with your little human being instead of doing that Ugh, yeah that drives me crazy yes that's a different radio show for another time I'll be happy to join <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh I'm a very opinionated okay, person when it comes to this stuff Absol- absolutely um, and um, so. Thank you for all of that information. Jocelyn, I wanted to bring you just a little bit to the conversation. I'm here. So I know that we didn't, this wasn't all about just the Smart Start Coalition, but can you tell us, share with the audience a little bit about what is the Smart Start Coalition beyond Waterford Upstart? What what other types of things is the coalition bringing to our community? Absolutely. So our coalition focuses on families with children eight and under and just making sure they have the best possible start to life. And so um, a lot of our work kind of focuses on a a series that we call Free Fun Family Events. And the focus there is to offer events in the city of Nashua and beyond, the greater Nashua area, um, that just support families to get out and have fun and, you know, promote social emotional learning, um, but also to just engage with one another and have something that's available for everyone that doesn't cost money uh, that the whole family can come to and just create those experiences to have families bond and, and connect. So can you give a couple of examples of what those free fun family events have consisted of? Definitely. So more recently, we just had our first dominoes tournament and family field day at Gurley Park in Nashua. Right. It was a fantastic event. Um, So we scheduled it for Dominican Father's Day, which is typically July 25th. So that's different than American Father's Day? It's different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In in Nashua, we have a huge Dominican population. Sure. We want to focus on all groups and making sure that we're inclusive and diverse. So um, this event was specifically for that community, but all were invited, and it was a very diverse event. It was great. Um, We had a food truck that sold Latin food. We had a great DJ come in, uh, DJ Johnny Gonzalez. Um, It was just a great event. Uh, A lot of families came out to participate in the tournament, but then additionally, we had a lot of coalition members and agencies come and provide the games and activities for the families to do that promoted social-emotional learning, the Choose Love program, Um, and it was just an all-around great event. That sounds that sounds wonderful. That's a really good example. I like that. So it's free, it's fun, and it's for your whole family. Yeah, and just to build on the collective impact model you were referencing earlier, we also had a local State Farm agent, Miguel Bisono. Mm-hmm. He sponsored the food truck, so everybody got free food at the event as well. So just all agencies coming together to support families in the community it was such a beautiful event. And you can also sing the Saint uh, like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. That's so great. <laughs> I love that. And and so the coalition also is focused on other things as well. So we have the free and fun family events. We have the Waterford Upstart program. Anything else that people should know? Uh, maybe 
are there opportunities for people to get involved with the coalition? Definitely. So we also have a parent network. And yeah. every Friday at 2 p.m., I host a Zoom meeting, which is sometimes in person, depending on weather and people's schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, po- the purpose of our parent network is to just um, strengthen families, introduce them to one another, help them to give and receive support, and then kind of inform them of the resources available to them. Because we have so many within the coalition, so many family support services, educators, um, community providers that are in the coalition. And then we also love to hear from parents because they inform the work that we do. We are always looking to um, support families and align the work that we do regionally with the state um, strategic plan for early childhood. So any feedback or input parents can give us really informs our work and helps us to serve them better. That's that's fantastic. So to learn more about the Smart Start Coalition, I bet you have a website or a Facebook page, or how would somebody learn more if they want to get involved in supporting early childhood? Definitely um, in our in our community. Yeah, on Facebook, you can just find us. Um, we are Smart Start Nashua, mm-hmm. and same with Instagram, Smart Start Nashua. And then on the United Way page, uh, we have our own little page on there as yeah. well, and um, has information on there. My email is on there to get connected if you want to come to meetings or um, just come to an event. Reach out. That's great, Jocelyn. I always tell people if you forget all of that because you're driving down the road and you're like, oh, that smart thing. I want. What is that smart start thing? Just call Mike at United Way. Ask for Mike. Ask for the guy. There's only one Mike. There's only one guy. <laughs> Very you know, good. One way or the other, you're going to get me. So no problem at United Way. So um, Madison, I want to just double back before okay. in the minute or two that we have left. How does a person who uh, maybe has that four-year-old and wants to take advantage of Waterford Upstart. How do they get involved with that at this time in our greater Nashua community? Well, same thing. They might have to call you in case they forget. But, well, in this um... case, I'm going to say call Jocelyn. Okay. <laughs> call but they'll Jocelyn call me and I'll, say, and I'll say, here, talk to Jocelyn. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it sounds like a mouthful. It's Waterford Upstart. So again, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, or you could call Jocelyn or Mike and have them remind you. But please look it up. It's available. And I really just want to emphasize that this is a free service for families in the Nashua area. And we have, you said 150 openings? 250. 250 openings. That's a lot. Yeah. So I'm not from Nashua. That's why I'm here. So it's. Our biggest challenge is sometimes finding four-year-olds. There's not a list of available four-year-olds. Yeah. So that's why we just need the community's help in finding these families that utilize this program. So thank you. Well, and I know we have our community baby shower coming up at United oh, Way. That okay. The Smart Star Coalition is also helping out with planning on. October and, 5th. Yep, and that's a great opportunity also to learn about Waterford Upstart at that, at, at that place as well. All right. So. Well, I'll have to talk to Jocelyn off air. <laughs> oh, yes. We're definitely Absolutely. planning to promote it at the event. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, well, let's see. We only have a minute left. So either of you, I'm just going to open it up. Either of you, anything else you wanted to add before we call it a day? I do, actually. I just sure. want to call out something that I love about Waterford is that during COVID, we've realized that so many families don't have access to technology. Yeah. And it's just been so amazing to have this program offered because families were able to get that Chromebook laptop and keep it. And it doesn't just serve the child taking advantage of the program. Other family members can take advantage of that uh, Chromebook as well. So there's something called the digital divide. And Waterford has really helped to address that in our community and provide so many families with access to a device to stay connected in a time when you had to be isolated because of COVID. So, so many kids were just not going to school because they didn't have a laptop, a, right. you know, iPad, anything. But this has been such a, uh, just a, a 
wonderful way for families to stay connected during yep. this time. Absolutely. And one of the things when we were in the in the middle of COVID last year, I know that Liz has a lot of data on four year olds and the because we were actually asking when we handed kids hot families hot spots, mm. do you have a four year old in your family? And so as a way to connect as well. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so um, much. Enjoy for your us. time here in New Hampshire. All right. I'm going to go get some lobster tonight, so it should be good. Oh, that's <laughs> outstanding. We have some okay, of that. Okay, excellent. We, we <laughs> of that. Are you staying here in Nashua? Are you going to the seacoast? I'm staying here in Nashua and might take some trips around, so we'll see. <laughs> well, enjoy yourself, Madison. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you. So we'll be back in two weeks. Next week is Labor Day, and we will be off. Until that time when we return, please remember to be kind to one another because because great things really do happen when we live united. Sunday in southern Louisiana is a Category 4 storm. The impact of 150-mile-an-hour winds and storm surge were lessened where major levee renovations were built over the years since Hurricane Katrina. Louisiana Governor Edwards on Fox News Sunday night. You have to remember uh, that in Hurricane Katrina 16 years ago, it was really the failure of the levee that caused the, the, the worst part of that disaster by far. Uh, what I can report tonight is the hurricane risk reduction system, the protection system that